And and Core never really did a lot with um, like the background music that was constantly playing. They mostly stuck to like atmospheric sounds. So you know you kind of just hear like the bats squeaking, and you can hear like their lions will appear down at the very bottom, and you can hear them kind of rustling around down there. And it's just yeah, it was just this like incredibly. Ep- it's sparse. Oh yeah. When music does kick in, you, you notice. Oh, yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. And you know yeah, that you got you to gotta be ready for something. <laughs> yeah, like, it was, I'm kind of like reminded of like, it's like, oh, this is kind of like what Breath of the Wild is kind of doing last year, where it's like there's no like overt themes going on, but just music just start, you, you just happen upon the stubble upon music and it just adds to the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not always there, but when it does, it's like you remember. And it's really beautiful music, too. Nathan McCree actually recently did a Kickstarter to record all of the classical music that he composed for the first three games. So that they recorded it at Abbey Studio, I think. Um, Yeah, and they're doing, like, vinyl editions and everything of it. But the music, yeah, I mean, it's really, it's not, like... There's not much of it, but what is there? It's like, these are good, like, a minute, two minutes tracks here. Quality classical music. It's not just, like, the... It doesn't sound like something you'd hear in the Genesis, you know? It's not like this, like, really MIDI, like, compressed sound and everything. I mean, right, it's, it's right. really nice. So they just, like, a Kickstarter just to remake it? Or just, just like, with better equipment? or To definitely record it on better equipment, because I'm sure that they have, like, digital copies of whatever was put into the game. Mm-hmm. But he was also doing... They're trying to expand the tour, too, actually, but he was doing concerts in a couple of different areas in Europe to, you know, play the music live and everything, and... Um, really get into like the like the emotion i guess that like he crafted with the music for this huh. game you know i mean because it really yeah i mean it's it's classical music it's not just kind of like stock video game sound you know oh yeah like it was, it was very much the, the playstation one playstation two, playstation 2 era seemed like very much like well let's try to approximate like video game music and like an orchestral right, sound yeah Rather than like the you know like the 360 PS3 era and onwards, it's like why are we doing this? We we, we can have like a full orchestra right here at, at our disposal. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. In that point, you see that giant room, and you see well, you know, obviously this this is you know this is where the bulk of the level is. This is in Greece, so you see doors labeled with famous Greek figures such as Demacles. Demacles, I think is how it's pronounced. Demacles, yes, Demacles, Atlas, Nep. And <laughs> Thor? Thor, right? <laughs> <laughs> the seductive and Lord of Thunder. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually, I had kind of forgotten about that until I, I rewatched a couple playthroughs to refresh my memory. Because I did play Anniversary a couple years ago, so that was fresh in my mm-hmm. mind. And they did change it. Neptune is actually Poseidon. And they right, made they did, Thor like, Hephaestus, who was like the god the, of smithing. Uh, game director of uh, Anniversary and Toby Gar, like the game director actually gave <laughs> Guard some shit about that. It's, it's, it's like, yeah, you, you guys kind of like missed a mark on that one. Like, <laughs> right, I'll, I'll yeah. play the clip of it. If it's like, yeah, yeah, like, I'll... It, you know, it's like we were a six-person team. <laughs> right, yeah. It's the not internet like had... wasn't really in existence entirely that yet. Though, you know what I just realized? We renamed this room. What did you rename it to? It's Poseidon. Oh, it's good. Yeah, see, this was goes back to uh, <laughs> originally Toby not knowing who the Greek and the Roman gods were. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's not as bad a mistake as Thor, though, is it? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> so while the original room was Neptune, this is now the Poseidon room. Uh, so that it's the same god, just now it's appropriate to Greece. Yeah. So that works out uh, fictionally better. 
but uh, the room's still sort of all water centric, and uh, you just sort of swim around and do stuff and get the thing, and, and then swim back up down the hole. Well, you still got to swim back up. <laughs> There's no doom. Toby doesn't like it. Yeah, they didn't have someone like devoted to researching to make sure that like all their cultural <laughs> references were on point and everything. The Neptune, yes. the Neptune, I can kind of forgive, but Thor, to me, I was like, really? Thor didn't stand out as, <laughs> as maybe not fitting here. <laughs> But still, like the, the the motif of that room, of that challenge room, it's still like you know what? That's that's fine, you know. I I, I guess because like is isn't like the Greek Greek equivalent kind of like the same character, or am I just like broadly defining it here? I'm actually not entirely sure. Okay. Like what the um exact equivalent would be to Thor, because like I said, they for anniversary they changed it to Hephaestus, and he is the god of smithing, so he was often depicted with a hammer too. Uh, okay. But there wasn't like sense. weather involved in his <laughs> his no situation. Exactly. Yeah. Um it was mostly about like metalwork and smithing and like crafting swords and things. Um so yeah, I don't know I'm not sure if if they had something that was exactly comparable to Thor. So, bottom line, there are four rooms, and you, you climb the uh, giant room to you know, pull some switches, and like at, at the very bottom of, of that room, you see four four locks on this giant door, and behind that giant door is progressing to the Coliseum, which is the next level, but you have to collect these four keys. Now, collecting these four keys, you know, it, it doesn't sound like a, like a real entertaining thing to do, but just going going through the, these various themed rooms just made, made it that level of like iconic that uh really made just made tomb raiders stick out in that manner because before with the lost valley we'll get to later there's there's dinosaurs you fight a t-rex in it for christ's sakes but with this uh, this particular level you go through four rooms and the first one we already talked about is the thor room and when we go in you unlock the door by still by stepping on a pressure points, and you see another pressure point, and there's this giant ball in the middle. And like, what do you know? There's lightning coming out of it. So you have to stand on that pressure point for you know like a, a second or two, and then just immediately like just scatter, just like run to the next room here. There is supposedly like a method to getting around the lightning so that you don't get struck. I have never once figured out what it is, and I have tried <laughs> following walkthroughs and everything. I just usually go in. I'm like, all right, she's got full health. Let's just go. <laughs> yep, gonna lose half of it, and it just it's just like it's like I don't care. Just just give me over. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And then the, the next room, the next little area, was an interesting one. That was just, just like watching it, it's like, oh, it's like I don't understand. Like, holy shit, there's a giant hammer! But but you just stand on this like one little platform, and then you hear like you know like hear something like falling, and like, you don't realize it unless you look up. Or you have like Mjolnir, or Basically, yeah, or, or or just like a generic hammer in the in the uh, remake of it. But you have like a giant Mjolnir just come down and just smush you if you're not careful. But doing that... In the original, the idea in the two sections of the room was the first one was obviously just essentially sort of uh, just... It was kind of really just basically a random death machine. So you had this... Uh, um, you had this checkered pattern on the floor and, you know, you're supposed to sort of be able to, I think, tell where the next lightning bolt was supposed to come and then try and avoid that area but in reality you just had to run across as fast as you possibly could in case you get fried this is quality design uh random death 
random death machine. Do you realize how much time we had? <laughs> anyway, so after the random death machine, the, the concept of the next room actually was, um, I like the idea of having to put yourself like into the most dangerous position you possibly get, right? Right. Where under the hammer. You have to physically stand under the hammer and then wait for it kind of like to crank back and then drop and you have to just run off at the last second. And that was particularly evil in the first one because Lara moved so slowly. She took so long to react to anything. Throws down some um, platforms, you know, like these giant rocks you can climb up on and get to the higher levels so you can reach the key. And that's pretty much the... the um, it's usually like one or two obstacles in each room, but each one is just so centered on um, its own its own theme. Yeah, they really do a good job. And I think um, Thor and I think Demacalee's room, especially with the swords that are dangling down from the ceiling, I think they do a really good job like playing up that theme. And that's a part of the reason why I wanted to choose this level, because I feel like this really shows like the thought and craftsmanship that went into the design of these rooms and mm -hmm. these levels. You know, I mean, they really put a lot. They might have, you know, missed that Thor's not a Greek god, but otherwise they, <laughs> they really did put a lot of thought into designing these to create them challenging but not like frustratingly so you know um but also to to keep working within like a set theme and i just i think that that was really brilliant oh yeah yeah compared to the other like famous level the lost valley it's it's like what's kind of remarkable that but this it's not not entirely the level design it's more so the fact like oh this isn't this isn't a video game it's, it's about like shooting animals you're killing some dinosaurs you're like right, right away yeah. like supernatural stuff yeah, I think that's why Lost Valley tends to make the list as being like the best level in Tomb Raider. I think it's probably the most memorable, especially for people who may have been like more casual players mm -hmm. of the game. Because, yeah, you're fighting a fucking T-Rex, you know? I mean, no one saw that coming when you first started. <laughs> um, but I think that like if we're actually looking at like the kind of craftsmanship and the atmosphere and the thought that Core really put into their level designs, I think that this is definitely the pinnacle of it. You could you could say the core competency of Tomb Raider. Yes, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying you're talking about the one room with all the swords that are dangling up high. You enter that room. It's it's uh, Democles, um room. I'm probably I I frequently butcher all these names, so apologize to anyone listening. I was getting mildly furious at me. I think Democles, 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 Democles. I think that's about on point. If not, then I also yeah. apologize. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what does he care? He's dead. So, right. Anyway, <laughs> so you enter that room. You see, you don't really notice it if you're just looking at it, like you know, eye level. But if you like tilt your camera upward, then it's like, oh shit, there's a bunch of swords here. Like, I better be careful. But then they don't, they don't fall. They don't fall at all. Yeah, it kind of lulls you into like a false sense of security. Like, oh, okay, they're just gonna stay uh -huh. there. That's cool. <laughs> exactly. And then you enter that key room, and then right, right when you exit, and it's it's like, oh shit, they're falling. <laughs> yeah, and and, and, and they're like, mean. They don't just careful. like go down straight. So it's not like you can just like avoid them. They actually come down at an angle towards Lara. <laughs> so they, they they home in on you. Yeah. Pretty advanced technology for you know for them, but uh, you know it's just one of those things where it's like, well, throw your hands up in the air. It's, it's a video game. Like, of course, these giant swords are gonna come at you. <laughs> right? Yeah. But it was it was kind of it was kind of like funny just like watching it. It's it's like oh, it's is mildly disappointing to see like these swords just just like, eh, plunk. 
Yeah, they do have a very. The sound is kind of silly when it comes like. It sounds like there's like no weight behind it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That one, I I do remember. Again, there is like if you're really good at the game and you have like you know great mastery of Lara's controls, there are ways to like navigate around the room where you don't have to worry about getting them. But I'm pretty sure my method was to just like run as far as I could (laughs) and then find you know that one sword that would hit me and then make sure I don't run that way the next time. It works eventually. <laughs> right. And you mentioned earlier, again, the Neptune room, which is also like an, another like interesting tidbit from the commentary here. All right, Neptune. Neptune. Yeah, so originally the Neptune room was essentially just a hole in the floor with a little pool of water, wasn't it? How dare you? <laughs> no, like the, the goal with the uh, Neptune area was to um, actually give people a sense of real claustrophobia underwater. So it was a... Uh, it was an extremely long shaft, and um, you get the moment you stepped into it, it sucked you all the way down to the bottom. And that was, I wanted to get this feeling of, of like that, that terror of being, you know, deep underwater and knowing that you can hardly swim back. So, because the draw distance on the original Tomb Raider basically it faded to black after not very far, the cool thing about the Neptune room was that you get sucked down this hole so far that you can't, it's black above mm-hmm. you there's no you can't even see the surface anymore and it was that that horror of being pulled down to your doom that um that i was trying to get with the neptune room and then basically you have to just find a switch and turn off the current and swim up just in the nick of time yeah so, they were really uh, good at that with the underwater levels they really they gave lara a nice long very slow dropping breath bar but then they also gave you these gigantic underwater sequences that, like, you exactly. couldn't find the exit. <laughs> <laughs> it it, it lulls you into the, the sense of, like, like I'll, I'll be fine. I've got plenty to... Oh, my God, no. <laughs> <laughs> but that's three of four. The next one is Atlas. Yes, yeah. It is Atlas, and whatever even thinks Atlas is, it's this giant... It's this dude with a giant boulder on his back which which is supposed to signify you know the weight of the world on his back yada yada but this room it, it, it just seems like like okay you enter the room and like all right i'm gonna climb this area like oh there there's a boulder i see what you did there all right and it, it, it seemed pretty common with tomb raider where it's, it's like oh let's we, we, we gotta have like a boulder sequence we you gotta have our bold boulders in, in this like indiana jones inspired game you yeah can't have one without it they they use that that uh trap quite frequently there are some levels i can't i don't know if it was actually in the first game but i know in the second one where you're just like running down corridor where like a boulder after boulder after boulder just keeps like coming at you no matter which way you go yeah it can get (laughs) it could get kind of silly sometimes see this is why i'm like interested in tomb raider games it's like i've only experienced them through like opening levels or demos and so it's like i can't get into this at all like i i don't understand what was the point but then again, I was at, at the point in life where, like, tank controls, like, ew. Yeah, I can, obviously the controls, I think, especially for any modern game or someone that hasn't used them before, they are probably very difficult. But, um, you know, I, I mean, I basically grew up playing with them, and I right. actually find that they, turning her left and right can be really difficult because there's no quick way to do it. You actually have to, like hold down the keypad or hold your analog stick and let right. her rotate, you know, 90 degrees. Um, but aside from that, you know, her controls are actually pretty precise and they were built specifically around 
the grid system they use to make the levels. So huh. like you always know exactly how far she's going to jump. Like a running jump will always jump her about three blocks in the level. Um, her standing still jump will always kind of inch her a little bit closer. So if there's like a ledge that you want to reach that you're not quite sure if you're aligned on, she'll work it out. She'll figure it out for you. So um, that that's that's the difference between Tomb Raider and Croc, Legend of the Gabos, because oh you God. can like like hang, hang off a ledge. I mean, if you're like, oh well, my feet didn't land here, I can just like easily just like hang off the ledge if I miss miss the platform and just climb on up. You can't do that in Croc, no. and I played a bunch of Croc, and that's 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 just straight up garbage in, in, in that form of pl- platformer there. Yeah, I actually, Croc was one of the first games that I played, and I played it before Tomb Raider. I wonder if maybe that kind of, like, (laughs) maybe that helped. (laughs) I'm so sorry. (laughs) But, yeah, maybe that was, like, the primer I had. So I was like, oh, yeah, these controls aren't bad at all. (laughs) But, yeah, um, one of the things I do like about the controls in Tomb Raider as well is the the roll feature they have actually will, like, flip her around, like, 180 degrees. That was cool, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, when you're running down these long corridors and you pull a switch, you don't have to, like wait for her to rotate all around and just hit that button and then you're off again you know so um i think the controls yeah i I totally understand why like a modern gamer wouldn't want to deal with it but i actually i think that they were actually pretty fluid intuitive yeah Yeah, they did a lot to make it to make her move pretty seamlessly and precisely throughout the worlds that they built yeah it it seems like if you get like enough hours into her like at least an hour into it it's it's like oh yeah like i i understand this like it just it, it just seemed like very much of its era where it's like no this this works this is perfectly fine for for this but if you try to do it like today then it's like like there, there's no like grid system today you know <laughs> no. like, everything's all smooth and looks borderline lifelike and it's like it's not gonna work I'm right, sorry. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um speaking of like would you say um like the the anniversary edition the the the, the remake how does it compare to the original um, so that's kind of, <laughs> I don't know, I, um, it's kind of hard for me to say, you know, obviously, graphically, it's a lot better. If you don't have experience with the past Tomb Raider games, and you want to experience, like, the gist of the original Tomb Raider story, I would probably just say go ahead and play Anniversary. The story is more fleshed out in Anniversary, and they do try to tie it into what they're building up with Tomb Raider Legend and Tomb Raider Underworld. Um, but... The, the controls actually in Anniversary I found very frustrating, especially one feature they added in, which was the wall run. It was extremely glitchy. Ooh, gosh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, I was talking about the jumps and everything being very precise in the original game. The jumping in in Legend and Anniversary is kind of all over the place. As, if Lara doesn't hit, I guess, huh. like, basically, like, the hip box area like where a ledge is supposed to be even if like you are there at the ledge even if like you technically should be able to have her grab it she won't grab it and then you got kind of a cheap death on your hands you know Hmm. um so yeah i would say that that anniversary they did do a really nice job with it it is still a really beautiful game um and if you are interested in a classic i would say actually in general if you're interested in kind of the classic Lara, but you don't want to deal with the tank controls of the original games. Crystal Dynamics original trilogy, Legend Anniversary Underworld is a is a pretty good introduction to Oh, like the Underworld, really? The, like the, that's the uh, third of their the the first reboot trilogy. Okay. Yeah, and I don't like Underworld as much as Legend or Anniversary. The it has a really strong start, but it fizzles out pretty quickly for me towards the end. But it's it's still a good game. It's still very playable. I think it's like in the 80s on Metacritic, you know. So I mean, it's it's good. 
it's competent enough. You know, you know, it it, it kind of does seem like the Tomb Raider as like a general brand, like nowadays, where or so it's like, yeah, it's it's just like you know, it's this is a stable part of you know gaming as a culture. Like like it seems like it's never gonna go away, but it's just like it's nice knowing that it's still here. Right. Yeah. Because like it hasn't been like been. Between like let's say today like of uh, Shadow of the Tomb Raider and Rise of the Tomb Raider, it was, it was there was like a three year gap, and they they haven't done that in a while. It seemed like, like it's been years since there was like a legit like gap between um, sequels. Yeah, so, so um, yeah. I mean the the original, the first five games were pretty much churned out year after year. Yeah. Um, like, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then there was a big break between the fifth game that core designed and then angel of darkness which if anyone knows anything about team Raider knows it's a disaster <laughs> and then there was the, the big break between angel of darkness and legend and then um legend came out in 2006 and then anniversary was 2007 and underworld was 2008 so they actually yeah they turned those out really quickly too yeah so it has been yeah they really typically they, they were moving these games out like pretty much once a year to get those christmas sales you know but they really this past trilogy they really have taken their time with it yeah, it, it seems like well, if you want to like exactly, yeah, if you want to like put more effort and like no, no, this is this is a big game that demands like a, a bigger bigger budget like that, and it's like yeah, that makes sense. You know, like you know, wait like three four years for the next one maybe, but that, that's fine. But yeah, and, and another thing too, like is it really a reboot? The the Crystal Dynamics one, like the Underworld, Legend, and Anniversary. Well, obviously, Anniversary is different. Yeah, they they were calling it the reboot at the time. Um, I think of it more as like a refresher, I guess. You know, because okay. it, it's it's still classic Lara. Um, they still kept some of like the original biography that Core created, where she's still like the the British aristocrat. Her parents' names stay the same, right. um, but they they kind of disregarded like the events that happened in the first six games. Um, oh, okay. So yeah, so it. It, do, it wasn't like, um, it definitely wasn't like a sequel that was picking up right on the continuity that left off in Angel of Darkness, but it wasn't completely, you know, breaking down Tomb Raider to like its foundations and then like completely rebuilding it up again. You know, does that make sense? Okay. It, it, it's, it's not doing the thing where, where it's, it's like, well, like, yeah, we, we, we kind of killed two, like kind of killed Laura Croft. So the next game, we're just going to have a, like, you know, Chronicles. Where it's just like it's a, it's a series of flashbacks to like other levels, you know. It, it's like looking back. And it, 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 okay, so, so it's not like a series of like, well, this game's like another side mission before she died. Yeah, yeah. It's um, Tomb Raider one through six. Tomb Raider one through Angel of Darkness is kind of like its own like universe and timeline, and then Legend Anniversary and Underworld's like its own timeline and universe, and then um, the the newer games are like completely their own thing. Like, it's still Lara Croft, you know, that's still right, her name, right. it's still called Tomb Raider, but they changed a lot. Like, um, they kept, Lara is technically the daughter of an aristocrat, but she doesn't have access to, like, the mansion, uh, like okay. she does in the original games. Well, she gets access to it, but she doesn't start off having it like you do in, in these first five games. Like the, like, the, like the tutorial, where it's like, oh, hey, right, it's, yeah. it's just me and my mansion, you know? <laughs> yeah. Filled with boxes, <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> we can use it to practice. <laughs> Exactly, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I was just curious about that because like you, you see like some games for like with God of War or Mortal Kombat where it's like yeah it's 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 a quasi reboot it's a reboot of like the mechanics and like what what you know what made the game special 
but it, it, it's still like a continuation of, of that prior game story. The, the baggage of the past is still there. Yeah, it's pretty much been completely wiped each time they okay, have okay. rebooted the series. I gotcha. All right, any other closing comments on St. Francis Folly? Check my copious amounts of notes. <laughs> <laughs> See if there's anything else good to talk about. No, I think we pretty much touched on everything that I wrote out. We talked about like all the four different rooms, which I think is probably the coolest part about it. Um, yeah, nothing specifically on St. Francis Folly. But I was just curious if there's anything else that, that, that really made this particular level different from the rest like let's, let's say the museum the, the coliseum or atlantis or or, or, or so on it was i really just like, think well, it like, was well. just it was like so tight and cohesive you know and some of that okay. was because it was based like all around that central room but um yeah i mean it was really like the craftsmanship of it it just it felt really together really well thought out or some of the other ones you know i mean to go back to lost valley i mean just having dinosaurs pop out of nowhere it was kind of like wait what <laughs> you know with this one it just it really felt very thematic and it and the way that that like you know you had to go there were four keys that you needed so then there were four rooms mm-hmm. that you needed to go to but then there were also four switches that you needed to get to so there were like multiple levels of challenges that you need to do multiple levels of puzzle solving and platforming that you needed to do and i think the um the three like elements of gameplay that they always said were like the the pinnacle for Tomb Raider was platforming, puzzle solving, and combat or gunplay. And I think this mm-hmm. hits all three of those like perfectly. Like that ratio is just on point in this level. Oh yeah, we don't talk about it that much because like you see like oh there's some bats, there's some lions, some gorillas, and then Pierre comes out of nowhere and you have like mini boss sides for him. But yeah, there's still like a, like enough gunplay in, in there to have like you know to have that additional little factor be check marked on yeah and i always think um the combat obviously is a much bigger part of the games that crystal dynamics is currently releasing but it really wasn't like i would say that platforming and puzzle solving would probably make up about like 70 percent of the gameplay and then mm-hmm. the gunplay stuff was probably like the other 30. so it was there it definitely added an extra element of challenge and excitement and everything to it but it wasn't the focus it wasn't the focal point and i think oh that yeah, yeah. oh yeah you're not upgrading your shotgun and, and, and like going to, into cover, and like finding off like 50 dudes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I recently replayed the 2013 game actually after the movie was released, which was really good and a lot of fun. But man, those enemies were just bullet sponges. Like I could not <laughs> believe. I was like, you guys aren't dead yet? What is going on? <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was um, that was actually quite a big change. Even going from like underworld into the 2013 game they, they really mm-hmm. changed that a lot yeah like i'm i'm, I'm curious about like re- revisiting the uh 2013 reboot because i it was like i i enjoyed it but then there was like a few things where it's like i'm kind of iffy on but uh I, I also heard like rise of the tomb raider it's like no 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 just 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 play this one play this one instead of the reboot yeah rise of the tomb raider was phenomenal they did they did an excellent job i think that they really rise of the tomb raider really showed that they were listening to like I think hardcore fan feedback on the right. kind of like tombs that they wanted, the kind of puzzle solving they wanted. They've still got that that pretty hardcore, you know, combat and gunplay and everything for the people who like that. But they really they went back to the puzzle solving, I think, with Rise of the Tomb Raider, which was always one of my favorite things of the series. So I was <laughs> I was really happy to see them do that. Yeah, like t- 2013 it was it was competent, but it had that like weird bit of dissonance where it where it's like Oh, you're 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 feeling really sad about killing this deer, but then here you are, like ten minutes later. It's, it's like yeah, I'm just gonna like bow and arrow like uh, like an entire family of deer yeah. here. 
And I'm like, I'm like, oh god, I killed the person. And here I am, of, of like of my AK-47, just mowing down dudes. Just stabbing guys in, in the face with an ice pick. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was... That narrative choice, I think, kind of confused people why they, they wanted to... Like, you know, they wanted to see Lara be very, like, emotional and, and grow from this kind of soft-hearted girl into, like, this, this hardened badass, which is cool. Yeah. But when you, like, start looking at it in terms of the the game mechanics they gave us to work with it was like this there's kind of a disconnect here i think yeah yeah but since we're talking about the 2013 game like uh there was a lot of like heat on that game for just how it kind of like i want to say glorifies but whenever laura dies it's it's always it's like this is this is this is really this is hard to look at but also kind of oddly like a little bit of like schadenfreude involved here yeah so laura's death actually um is a very interesting topic when you start looking at like the fan communities um, because there was always kind of like, I guess you could call it like a death meme with Lara. A lot of fans got a kick out of her super violent deaths in the original games where she's like getting impaled on spikes and they'd have super bright red like pixels, you know, spurting out as blood. And um, some people were disappointed actually that those like serious deaths were removed and the Legend Anniversary and Underworld trilogy, oh, where they just went to like ragdoll physics. <laughs> so I guess Crystal Dynamics heard that and they're like, all right, you want to watch Lara die horrifically? Here you go. <laughs> yeah, it's just like without that context and, and just like watching like the original game being played and like watching like a diff compilation of it. It's like, oh yeah, this is, this, there's some shot for it in here. It is, it is really entertaining like to see like Lara Croft just like swan dive off the highest point and just like fucking face face plant into her death. And you get that crunch <laughs> of like, or or, or like her, her fighting the T Rex and it's, it's it's like all right, the two T Rex just like grabs you and just like just like swats you down, and then, and then right, like that yeah. final boss at the very end, that that, that, that mutated torso just like torso the, oh, the big just meat like, thing like throwing her yeah, around and everything, yeah. yeah. Just like, like no, oh no, she's she's just a rag doll to her to, to this creature. It's, it's like oh wow, this this is. This is horrifying. What the hell? Yeah, yeah. They um. So yeah, fans apparently. I uh, didn't feel strongly about that one way or the other. But apparently there were there was a lot of vocal fans that. I guess it does kind of you know add to the sense of danger. You know to know that like there is I, there is a horrific death if you don't get this right. <laughs> um. But yeah, people wanted to see it back, so they they brought it back. <laughs> but yeah, like, are there any other levels you want to discuss at all? I don't know that I could like talk about Atlantis super in depth, no, but that is worry. the like the meat volcano is actually what my coworker called it, and I thought that was fantastic. <laughs> wow! <laughs> um, all right. Yeah. So it is. It's it's a really again with like the creepy atmosphere and everything that today graphically doesn't really hold up, but at the time, you know, you've got like these pulsing like fleshy, muscly looking walls, and you have like like these. Um, like Lara's got the her meat doppelganger basically in there that she yeah, has to it's fight. Yeah, like this the skinless thing. Yeah, it was oh, it was so creepy at the time. Like it was just not like Resident Evil level quite, but yeah, it right. was um, it was really eerie and same the, level of like body horror. It's like, right. Like, yeah, yeah. You just see the muscles and and bones. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um. So Atlantis was definitely really that was definitely a really good level. And yeah, I wish I could talk more at length about the, the Egypt ones, um, because I know that those are really popular, but for some reason they always just kind of, I think because the last revelation was set entirely in Egypt, 
Okay. That when I think of Egypt with Tomb Raider, I always go to those levels, and I kind of overlook the Egypt levels of this one. But you do go, you get to like see the Sphinx, and I think you're you get to climb like up on the Great Pyramid a little bit at some point. So that's you know. I th- I think in like one one of those like death compilation scenes, like you actually do like climb <laughs> climb like, like a a basic Sphinx and, and just like, all right, I'm just going to swan dive right into my death. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, some of the reason too that the Egypt ones didn't stand out with me and something that maybe made Lost Valley not quite as memorable to me is that they didn't figure out how to do the skybox thing yet. So these mm-hmm. games are supposed to be outside during the day, but you just see a black sky instead because they couldn't figure out uh, how to put in yeah. like a, you know, blue sky and clouds and everything. So some people felt like that actually added to the atmosphere that it and it kind of gave it like a unique feel i guess but to me it was always just kind of weird it kind of felt like there was something missing and that always just kind of stood out to me yeah i'm just thinking right now now like a little like a game development little hookup where you see like oh these enemies are coming out out through this door and this door is just completely black but you can obviously obviously tell it's like you should like I could walk over there and look at, look into it, but it's it's all black. They it just you know, decided like, no, let's 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 not like uh, animate the interior of this. Like you know what this is? It's just it's just like a like a hole for like enemies to come out of. So you yeah, it kind of just felt like a placeholder almost. Like there was something that exactly, they wanted yeah. to put in there and they didn't do it, and it just that I guess was a little bit like immersion breaking for me. Right, right, right. But, you know, it's it, it's one of those things that at the time we were, we were just like, you know what, it's fine. You know, we'll focus on other things, you know. Sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, I certainly won't fault six people <laughs> who made this game in 18 months for <laughs> exactly, not putting a yeah. sky in there. <laughs> yeah, I think, I mean, I guess that's probably it. Um, so you're speaking of your community liaison, community ambassador work with uh, Square Enix generally you're just like invited out to do that is there anything else you would like to plug I I know you do like like a ton of cosplay yeah um so I'm actually kind of in the process of rebuilding some of my social media pages after I took a little bit of a hiatus a couple years ago uh Facebook is probably the best place to go for that that's kind of like the hub at the moment which is just um you know facebook.com slash Ashley Q 21 so a-s-h-l-e-y-q-21 um and from there you can get links to all my other stuff because the name's not like consistent across all my social media sites unfortunately as they happen yeah (laughs) um and if i could just i want to give a quick shout out to um tombraiders.net which is run by my friend stella and this website has been around since 1998 so it's been around for like 20 years and it is kind of like the definitive site to go to if you need any help with any kind of walkthroughs and she also has oh, a lot okay. of good information on how to play the older games and how to like get used to the controls and everything. So uh. if anyone's <laughs> curious about it, I would definitely recommend going to her site. Tomb Raiding? TombRaiders.net. TombRaiders.net. Yeah, just one word. It's, it sounds old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> .net. Not a lot of .nets nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was one of the first Tomb Raider sites I found when we finally got like internet connection and everything. Um, we had dial-up. <laughs> But yeah, it's a re- it's a really good site, and uh, in spite of maybe the kind of old sounding URL, it's it's up to date and very easy to navigate. Very nice, very nice. And speaking of like tiny little fan communities, you also won the the the, the laser time community, like um, the Miss Laser right? Time. Yes, that's yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I didn't expect that at all. <laughs> 
yeah, it's like, it's like at a glance, this looks stupid, but it's sincere. It's it's pleasant. Like, who gives a shit? It's fine. So, like, you know, it's it's cool. Yeah, yeah it was. I almost didn't participate because I was a little um, wary about the idea of competing against my fellow ladies. Because I just want that's exactly what's yeah. I want to elevate all of us. I don't want to be you know competing (laughs) with one another. (laughs) But it did seem it was actually really nice because I think that it let a lot of the women in there kind of come forward and talk more about themselves and kind of step out into the limelight. And maybe they hadn't really had an opportunity where they felt comfortable to do so before. So I think yeah, it ended up being a really nice little community thing that I think it was Teresa who put it together first. Yeah, it was it was Teresa who like first started it. Nice, nice. And any other closing comments on Tomb Raider 1996? Not nothing else that I can think of. I think that we we did a pretty good job covering all that <laughs> in a fairly short amount of time. I could talk about it for hours. <laughs> it's definitely going to be one of the longer episodes of all the clips, but you know, eh, who cares? It's fine. Might be for another episode of of Level Select with Tomb Raider, maybe two, maybe chronicles who knows yeah i would love to talk about any of the other ones the only one that i really couldn't talk at length about would be angel of darkness because that's the only one that i never finished no one's gonna care but it could be like one of those things where it's it's like what is the best level from a garbage game Uh, right yeah (laughs) (laughs) the only one that was finished probably (laughs) hey (laughs) oh i gotcha well thank you so much for being on and if you want to listen to more level select PNB stuff, you can check out patreon.com slash PNB. And is there any music you want to exit out on, like Tomb Raider related music? Is there's like a overclocked remix you want to, you know, like put it in at the end or like something from the actual soundtrack? Um, are you, would you open probably with like the main theme from Tomb Raider? I can, I can open with it. Well, I was going to say, the main theme is is really nice. Um, The main theme that they kind of remixed for Anniversary is also really nice. And then there's classical music that plays in her manner. And I think any three of those would be really nice. Ooh, a choice. All right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Sounds good. And be sure to check out next episode. We'll be taking a look at Beat Hazard. Fifteen seconds. Too late for abortions now. Not without the heart of the operation. No! Ah!